Hello. Hello. How are you? No, I'm very well. How are you? Doing pretty good. As best as can be expected. Now, see, when you say that, it sounds like something bad's happening. Uh, huh. You know, okay. the, 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 the 4th of July thing, you, you miss some days. It's just that everything gets thrown off for me. Everything. Well, how, how do you mean? Oh, you mean you think you got work? You feel yeah. Busy. You miss a few days of work, and then you you get back, and you're because we went out of town. We went out of town. I left early on Wednesday, and we were, didn't get back till you know Monday afternoon, and this gets so. Swamped. You're kidding! You and the whole family were together yes. for that long? Oh, but that that's that's not that weird, but no, being in a hotel for that whole time is. Yeah, yeah. Know. We did some we did some traveling too, and it's oh, it's hectic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, schedules. It's rough. And then you you try and get you know as it is. There's a lot to do in a day, and you get back from a so-called vacation, and then you just you're like, oh, this is what I didn't finish last week, and this is the stuff I need to do on top of it anyway. And I don't know. Yeah, you're playing time Tetris in difficult mode. Time Tetris, right? Because I mean, like time Tetris is already hard. Because actually, I have really good listener question this week that's related to this. But there's already so much bananas behavior by people with calendars, and then and like <laughs> even if you're like exercising excellent calendar hygiene and and being all Merlin man and right. acting like a jerk. Uh-huh. Like it's just, it's Tetris because then pretty soon somebody goes, oh well, is it okay if we? Well, you know that my favorite, my favorite is the whole like. Getting a, an email or a text from somebody that seems to hint at the fact that something might be different. They're just they're just telling you about something in the, in, in their life, right? And, and my my inclination is always to say, so uh, do we need to reschedule on that on the thing? And then they'll be like, well, uh, maybe you don't hear back for a while. And they're like, well, I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll probably be there. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Don't Tetris at me. No, don't do that. Because now now I'm going to be weird and sad about that. Yeah. Um, and then the, the difficult mode becomes like now. I mean, he, he, we just we had to, for for my reasons, we had to reschedule this episode. And like that, that wasn't hopefully too, too hard. No. But like that's that's the Tetris. You got to turn your uh, turn your L shapes and stuff. That's right. Yeah, we'll get to that. I could do it now, but we might as well. When we do it now, or we come do it later. I don't know. I like now. I like doing things now. Well, let's mix it up a little bit. We got lots to talk about this week, but um, wow, this is a really, really long email. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Very nice, very nice email from listener Philippe. Listener Philippe did not ask us to send information about our show so that we could be included in a public relations list, <laughs> even though that would be a huge opportunity as presented. That, that's got to be one of my favorites, Dan. To like send us information about your show so we can put you on this list. Right. Yeah, well, give me your thought, your thought leader email. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Monk, monk. Listener Philippe, uh, this is very, very long. Um, set up. I'm part of a weekly home group at my church for which the leader has made a shared Google Calendar. The only reason we even need a calendar is to communicate three things, to show whether or not we're meeting that week, to show whose house we're meeting at, and three, to communicate which family is on snack duty. Snack duty. Snack duty. <laughs> Sounds like a 90s rapper. <laughs> Please welcome Snack Duty. Uh, sounds pretty. <laughs> well, I rap and a snack and a snack snack, rap and a duty in the whack and a back. My pack. Sounds yeah. pretty straightforward and foolproof, right? Question yeah. mark? Wrong. New paragraph. Uh, the calendar monster has. The cal- 
I probably shouldn't have said this person's name. The calendar monster, this calendar monster has set up the wheat meeting as an all day event. And all the necessary information resides only on the event in the subject line. For example, a typical subject line will say home group at the Smiths. Browns are on snacks. And then literally nothing else in the event description. In addition for the weeks where, oh boy, for the weeks where we don't have a meeting, instead of simply not putting anything on the calendar, there's an all-day event with the subject line, no home group. That's almost like this page intentionally left blank, you know, like. Right. But you know, well, I, I, but it's he, like a space, space versus null versus zero, right? There's feels a way like of saying there, like, there must have been, nothing to, there's nothing to get from here, right? R- right. But there must have been some committee that said, well, we need to have something because people will think that it's that day unless we tell them that it isn't. So yeah. we need to, we need to, which isn't, I don't think the way most people's minds work when looking at calendar appointments anymore, they, they see that there's nothing there. They think they have nothing, but if there's something there, especially in all day, yeah. then they're alerted. They're alerted for no reason. Hi alert. Hi. <laughs> Third paragraph. Perhaps because I'm a bit of a calendar fiend, typically 50 to 80 events, 50 to, 50 to 80 events per week between work and home, mostly recurring. Uh, this seems like it's just about the most inefficient use of a Google Calendar ever. More, 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 jumping down. Essentially, uh, fifth paragraph, fourth paragraph. Essentially, what this has forced me to do is to manually update my own calendar with the event details every week. Gross. I can't even unsubscribe from the redundant calendar because this person has good vocabulary and nice words. I can't even subscribe from the redundant calendar because I need it to feed me info, feed me info for my own event. It's perhaps one of the most trivial and yet inexplicably maddening tasks I have to complete every week. Sing it, sister. (laughs) Final paragraph of the ones that I'm including. So now here's my real question. How do I broach the subject to the calendar owner about it? Or do I even say anything and just continue to quietly suffer on my own? Christianity, am I right? I should mention that as far as I... That was me, not him. Uh, I should mention that as far as I can tell, I'm the only one who feels this way. Not even my not even my wife oh, cares. Talk about way, going right? to the bottom of the barrel of people's oh, opinions. goodness. Here. Even his me, wife. It's a cliche, cliche for a reason. Ugh. Ah. I suppose it's only so frustrating to me because I have so many other events on my calendar that are all appropriately classified to the point that I know that I can live or die on that information. God bless you, listener. You you are a good doobie. You get a special <laughs> award this week. Um, so that's the question is what to do about this. And I got to tell you, buddy, woo, this goes right up my runway. Yeah. And I think it's something, I, I, well, I feel bad. I'm cheating on John Syracuse a little bit. Uh, we talked some about similar issues because this is a bee in my bonnet right now. Uh, we talked about some similar issues on reconcilable differences that I recorded uh, just last night, but uh, who knows when that'll come out. I, I, he doesn't listen to the show. Uh, oh, man. There, I have so, so much here. This really, this is like, it's really long. But it, it really, it, this gets at so many things. You get at the team problem. You get at the tech problem. You get at the calendar apps are all broken problem. <laughs> and uh, and then you get at this whole uh, agape love problem that Paul talks about in Romans. Now we're going to drill deep down deep on how our church group is going to get our mind right. And now you got to go have an awkward conversation. And on top of it all, your wife, even your wife has no sympathy for what this is doing to you. <sighs> so I thought we could talk about that. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have a good answer. 
There, um, well, there is no there is no good answer because I there think is, there, there's a, there's a, there's a simple answer, but not an easy answer. Yeah. But I, I, can we go through this by points? There's like I've got like there's like a seven thousand word email, but um, but what, give me your give me your hot take on it. Well, I don't know if I have quite what I have is not quite a hot take, but I can tell you that you know it's he's doing something that is again just to revisit paragraph two. This is for a weekly home group at his church. Yeah. Um. You know that's supposed to be something, that, and there's snacks involved. It's social. So I can it's tell a you, social, as a, as a fun social Christian, thing, right? The things you do outside of being in the sanctuary and taking communion and singing and whatnot. I mean, you can sing anywhere. You know, that's part of the deal. But like, there's a lot of wonderful community to to being in a church. And right. This this should be this should be a fun uh, thing. Yeah, fun thing, a social thing that you look forward to. And I know for a lot of people, mostly people who don't listen to this show, for a lot of people, this this is, and here's the problem. Here's problem number seven or eight is like, no, most people don't care. They're like all higgledy-piggledy. They'll, they'll just write, they'll just write uh, event in, in a line. You know, like, ah, like, what does that mean? I have event for the next two months. You know, don't, I think a lot of people don't mind or don't care and candidly, in fairness, I think a lot of people have a better memory than me. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people, my wife just remembers stuff like, like that's normal. She just knows that it's time to do a thing. We've got to spray the plan again. You know, like she just knows. I have a calendar event. I'm like, have you sprayed the plan? I see it was due yesterday. She's like, oh, yeah, I did it. It's fine. You know, and I'm like, oh, you're a wizard. How do you like know when things are supposed to happen? <laughs> but you're right. It should be fun. It should not be a drag. The, the, the biggest problem that we're going to get to, and in order to like fix this, is that is the the spoiler alert you know uh our listener is going to have to decide if he's willing to do the difficult thing here and the unpopular thing but let's let's get to that a little later and talk about the many many problems with what this uh, question is bringing to us can we do that yes okay i know we talk about calendars a lot and that's because it's important to talk about calendars a lot because every week goes by and i still see lots of people treating their calendars like a two dollar pickle and like I'm done with that. Like I'm I'm going to preach this, right? Well, I mean, yeah, not, sing, sing its praises. It's a term of art. I'm not I'm not in a pulpit. Okay, as far as I know. So why are we doing this? Well, let's let's go way up. We're going to pop the stack and say why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this because we need to remotely coordinate a thing that we've all agreed to do. That's a that's a very good thing. Now, how will we go about that? I have an idea. Let's use a shared calendar. Okay, now right now. That right there, like everybody can get onto a calendar on one platform and use it. Let's just stipulate for a second. That was a very hard problem a dozen years ago mm-hmm. when I was having to do, uh, you know, a uh, large animal project management in the wild. Very difficult to do with the time zones and the, uh, it was also difficult. And did this person reply and are they going to be in Wales? You know, that mm-hmm. stuff, it's, it's great that we have this. And it's great that it kind of works. So that's all great. But in order to do this thing that we all want to do, we have to have this little sticky board where we put up what's going to happen on it. So I want to just want to say that's all good. You are so far ahead of so many people. Just I mean, <laughs> most people do this. Well, they do it on Facebook probably, right? Doesn't this feel like a Facebook this thing? This feels like, Facebook? especially because it has that that purely social aspect to it, it seems like Facebook would be where where people would go. Yeah. So that part's good, but you know we must acknowledge that we are the weirdos. Um, not that that's good or bad or indifferent, but we are the weirdos. We're mm-hmm. the ones who think about this and sweat this. And we, we few, we happy few, 
we band of brothers, and he today that sheds his calendar with me will be my brother. Be he near so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. You are here with me. We are the band of brothers. We are the calendar boys title. Um, and so, but here's some other problems with this. The, the dual pro- there's a dual problem here of this is, this is a hard thing to put on a schedule, especially given how most calendar platforms work and don't work. Like, Google's pretty good at handling repeating events, but it's not great at handling repeating events. And like if you take something out of sequence, it's usually pretty mellow about it. But if you ever need to go back and edit the schedule on it, you'll see this crazy, like almost like a regular expressions thing of like this day, except for that day and on this one occasion. And so, you know, that part's difficult. Um, but, you know, there's all kinds of little red flags in here. Um, and, and even though you can just, you know, take a drink on all the ones I'm going to hit here, <laughs> but, uh, you need to, you need such a better subject line when you're doing a subject line, whether that's kind of for an email, but especially for a calendar event, the richest and most important bit of the information, uh, excluding any needed metadata should be very close to the left side of the text field, in my opinion. So, I mean, if you're a busy person, you want to know the nature of the event of the event and then you want to know the specifics of the event. And then maybe inside, you're going to, you might know, you know, you know, time of the event and the place of the event, et cetera. But it's nice to be able, now remember, if you're looking at this on a little screen, there's a good chance that the title will be truncated, right? So, that, you know, again, so never put something on your calendar that says meeting or event or call. Like, oh, that's such a bad idea. I mean, my accommodation for this is I will usually personally, and I'm, I'm not pot committed to this. But like if it's something that's on the regular with like you and me or anybody else I record with, I can just say record back to work. Right. And like, you know, we know what that means. But if you, you know, if you're going to have a meeting um, and it's not self-evident from the title that it's a meeting, you might want to put the word meeting. It's a meeting versus a call. Right. And, you know, and eventually in time, when given the culture of your team, you might be able to derive some little abbreviations that everybody agrees on that are searchable. Right. Bear mm-hmm. that in mind. When you name things, make it searchable is another part of this that's worth mentioning. Um, and so in this case, I don't know. I don't know what you what, what is he, what is the name for this weekly home group? So, I mean, you could say, for example, W.H.G. Colon uh, Smith's house or something like that. Whatever the identifying. What is the thing that makes this different from other nights? <laughs> is that like, OK, it's at Smith's, it's at the Jones, it's at the Benjamins's. Uh, whatever, however you decide to do that. But like, remember, imagine that somebody has to suddenly reschedule a ton of crap in their life. It would be nice if they could go do a search in their calendar app and pull up every instance of that event without needing any extra metadata. Like row that extra quarter mile for your buddies. I think that's a, that's a really good thing. And again, just to clarify, why do I say this thing about making the most important part to the left? It's going to get cut off. So if you do begin every one of your meetings with the word meeting and you pop that up on your iOS device or what have you, or Android, you're going to, you're going to probably see a lot of meeting dot, 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 meeting dot, 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 meeting dot, dot, dot. Right. So keep that in. Can I keep going? Cause I got more. Yeah. Keep going. And it, what was the app? I was using it for a while and it might've been Google calendar on Android when I was back when I was experimenting with using an Android phone where it was smart enough to see if it saw call or meeting or, or something like that, it would show a different icon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Google, Google's really, um, Google Calendar, I don't like it. I don't like using it as an app, but it's a beautiful app. Yeah. And you're right. It'll it'll pull out, like if you said lunch, 
right or dinner it would show a little you know hamburger or a phone call or whatever and it even mixes it up it does it's not even always the same and it uses like a banner it's not even just an icon it's actually it's very clever i think for most people that works great and i I think it's pretty it's a little um uncondensed in terms of information design for the way that i like to go but yeah that's a good idea excuse me oh i'm so sorry i had a i had a breakfast sandwich um but subject line, man, it's all about the subject line. It's it, it should be that somebody can glance whether that now again whether that's or title whatever you want to call it, whether that's the subject line of an email or the title of your event, somebody should be able to glance that and understand most of what they need to know about what that thing is, mm-hmm. and and then and then when you go inside, you learn everything you need to know about that. Act act like everything will need to be canceled or rescheduled. Or and also act like everybody's having an emergency. You know, thank God everybody's not always having an emergency, but act like they're going to have to do something with this information, like in a moving car. Like make it that easy. My my old um, you know, my uh, I had an old boss at my dot com who said like never get a domain name that you have to spell to somebody who you're talking to on a cell phone. And of course that kind of went away. <laughs> but yeah, but the same idea here. So that's one. Now I you guys can uh, our listener could decide what a good thing that would be here but it sounds like it's best for this not to be a programmatically repeating event whoever is the calendars are can put this on there and hopefully the calendars are will get better at doing this but i would have to say for myself like just saying having that just be weekly home group if it is every week at the same time um i don't know if that's useful as a title because the differentiator is not that it's, ha- I know that that's happening. What I want to know is what do I need to do about it or where, I, where do I need to go? Um, okay, all day event. Don't do this. Please don't do this. When, when would this. it be appropriate to, do, to set up an all day event? An all day event. Okay, so when you click on your calendar and drag down, I think you should drag at the point that the event starts and you should end, you, just, you should let go at the point where the event ends, excluding travel time. That's just my opinion, right? That sounds so obvious, right? But a lot of people just like to click up in that thing and go like, oh, it's, you know, our daughter's at camp or, you know, um, the PG&E guys are going to be in the area. Well, there's, there's kind of some problems with that, which is like, first of all, you don't have to do anything about that all day. To me, that's, that is a cardinal sin to drag an area that's larger than your participation in something, unless you're like me and have a calendar called environment that I've talked about, where I put stuff that I need to know about, but don't need to strictly do something about at a given time. Um, if you are going to put it on there, so uh, but let me rant a little more. Like, don't do that. Don't do the all day thing. That's, ter- that's a terrible, terrible habit. And forgive my saying, it's lazy. It, it's lazy and it sets you up for failure. Because now, how can you trust a calendar where you've got a bunch of events that go all day long? If you need to do that, do it as, I think, what most calendar apps would call a banner. So if you want to say, I'm going to be in San Diego from this day to that day, um, I mean, first of all, I, I mean, you kind of need to have that on your calendar, especially for planning events if it's way in the future. But I would drag all the way across those days. In that case, that is an all-day event. Mm-hmm. But then go in and tick available rather than busy, probably. As I said to Syracuse last night, it drives me bananas when my watch starts throwing busters at me because my daughter's at camp. It's like, no, like, you know, most calendars default to setting you as busy rather than available. Getting a little deep in the stack here, but I think most of us could get way better about busy versus available time or out of office as, you know, um, 
exchange does it. But I would say don't do that. But, you know, that's that's kind of secondary. I mean, I, I, I could see a world where I could live with that being an all-day event. Personally, that bugs me and the way my mind works. Mm-hmm. What would you do an all-day event for? You know, the only things that I've really ever used all-day events for... When as, I, and then let's just to be clear, as in, like, you drag it all the way down or you have it set as a banner as busy. Right, right, right. right. That would be for a vacation for something like you're talking about where not, not my kids are at camp, but more like I'm, I'm going to be gone. Like I would have done it if I had done it. I would have done it for this little trip that I went on leaving, you know, I would Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Cause like I really was gone. I really was not doing anything relating to work or meetings or calls or anything. Uh, and it was that entire blocked off period of time. If you really need to block something off where you're gone. But I yeah. think a lot of people are using it as, as almost like, in the way you would do like a birthday, like it's an, you know, if, if today right, was your birthday, birthday even, even like a to-do list where right. it's like, eh, just at some point today, I have this thing will happen. Right. But I think if you, once you really get into the art and science of calendaring, that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense anymore. I think it makes sense for a, a very casual person who's just yeah, sort of I mean, dropping if it, if it works for in, you but, on your, if it works for you on your personal calendar, who cares? That's right. fine. As long, and as long as your team's not relying on getting that information without having to ask you about it. I'll toss out a paradigm here that just occurred to me, which is, I mean, roughly speaking, there are two types of events, roughly, roughly speaking, on a calendar. Um, there's one called, this thing is happening, and the other is, this is a thing that I have to do. Now, starting with the, this is a thing I have to do, is that the same as a to-do? Kind of. Like, if it's a meeting, that's still a to-do. That's still like, you have to go be somewhere on the face of the planet Earth from a certain time to a certain time. Right. And if you've made a, made a commitment to that, you put on your calendar and you, you know, make, make that an event. But I, I, I'm, this might sound like a subtle distinction, but I think there's a difference between here's a thing that's happening and here's a thing that I need to do. I may or may not need to know about a thing that is happening, but I for damn sure need to know about a thing that I need to do. Does that distinction resonate? I think so. Oh, well, I mean, if it's not, tell no, me, I think but like, I, I, I need to know which camp my daughter is at this week. Right. I probably won't need to do anything about it. Do I need to pick her up from camp? Yeah, I do. And so that's a thing that I put over here. That goes on, that goes, that becomes an event that has to happen from a certain time to a certain time. You feel me? Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that it's one of those, which you might call best practice where like I would avoid all day events unless that's really working out for you. And if you're sharing with other people, uh, don't do that. And then, uh, I'll, I'll try not to make this too much longer. Um, uh, then we'll get into the, hang on a second here. Okay. Um, I always get the notifications when I'm talking to you. Uh, let's get into like the, the meat of this and this is going to be a lot of rehash, but it's, it's worth being able to present this in a way that's sensible. And, and, and if your group comes up with wanting something different, that's okay. But like, not having a plan is not a plan. Oh, and I just wanted to interject a statement, yeah. and that is um, it, they're probably not doing this. They, whoever's, whoever the, the, the person is creating this, they're probably not doing this because they've really put a lot of time into thinking about it or because they are calendar experts or have a proven practice that this works better. They're probably doing it because they don't know any better. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they, yes. they did it because they figured this would work for people and they just right. said, well, this is easy. I'll do it. Like, oh, it's an all day event. Okay, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's on that day. That's worth, I'm glad you said that because I don't, I really, 
I mean, think about it. Like, it's, there's a very small chance that there's any malfeasance or even like technically like any non-feasance. There's right, no feasance. Right. Like they're not, they're not thinking about this. They're putting it on the calendar the way they would put it on the calendar. Why are you being such a pill? Right. So no, I'm glad you said that because that has to inform the way you try to uh, improve this situation. And then let me just run through this real quick, but I'm just gonna tell you some of my rules and guidelines for how I do a calendar event. Um, this is so old. I'm so sorry. But like, as soon as, the, as soon as everybody starts doing this, I'll stop talking about it. <laughs> um, again, uh, title title should be very meaningful. And for me, that's often call colon. And then if I'm the one making the event, I do something very selfish, which is, I will say, call colon Dan Benjamin and Merlin man. And then I'll invite that person. Now, why is that selfish? Cause I, cause I see Dan's name. That's the one that really matters to me. Like when I put an event on my calendar, I, again, what is the unique characteristic? Well, this is a call this is an event of the type call that will involve the person, Dan. Like that's really important. I, you know, at that point, like I, I'm not big on putting tons of like about this event information in the title. Cause I, I mean, it doesn't scale up. If you start doing that for all your events, I mean, it's going to get really weird, but a good title, a good title that'll be meaningful to everybody. Well, and I, I just want to, I just want to add to what you said about putting, you might say call Colin Merlin and Dan. That's super important when you invite the other person so many times someone will just put in like call with Dan. And so on my calendar now it says call with Dan, but it's not telling that's, me that's, that's for both of you. Right. That's it's for, it's yeah. for Merlin and Dan. Okay. Well now I know who I'm talking to, but people right. do that. I'll tell you, you know, call Dan R E five by five. Oh, oh, we're going to, I'm going to be talking about five by five with who? Talking about five by five. That's handy. <laughs> Podcast discussion. Right. Um, <laughs> So title. Yeah. And then, you know, the time, do the time how you want, but like, I'm pretty picky about that just because also I still have this hope that eventually I'll be able to set alarms against the end of a meeting. Like give me alarms this long before the end of this event and this amount of time after an event. I wish somebody would do that. That would be so hell. Like, you know, one hour, half hour before play date ends, remind me the play date is ending. So mm. I have to go pick her up. That, that would be so handy. So that's one reason I'm good about that. But also, you know, put in the amount of time it is and whatever you decide to do, be consistent. Like I, I think maybe most people, some people would include travel time in the event. I find that very confusing. Um, and so I, I never do that. If I want to do travel time in an Apple approved calendar app, I can do that. But like uh, that to me is the, the event that I am going to starts at this time. How about this? Uh, Mike Montero has got a birthday party coming up. So like uh, when I go to that birthday party, even if I'm not there at the time that it starts, I want the time that it starts to be on there. Because that's gonna that's gonna factor into this. Because the thing is, if his party starts at six and I know I'm gonna go at eight, and I only say eight to ten, right? Well, what if something had to change? And if you see where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. and I, I've got to change the time that I'm gonna go. Well, now I don't know what time that should have been. So put the real according to Hoyle length of the event in there. I suggest. Um, got anything on that? No, keep, but it's good. Keep time. Going. time keep that's going. an easy one. Yeah. The time is how long it is, but not all day. All, all day is not a time. All day is an affliction. <sighs> then uh, you put in put in the location. Put in the location. Type into there's an area in Google Calendar for typing in a location. Don't write school. What school? Which school? Why school? Don't put school. <laughs> You know, put put uh, J.R. Bob Dobbs University and then make sure that now this is important. Don't just type what's, what's going to be helpful to you because why type until it starts auto completing. 
right? You know what that means? That means that matches the name of an event that Google Maps can point you to. Please do this. Don't write school. Put in, keep typing until you see an address and then put that in, right? Unless there's a privacy reason not to, but like, I mean, doesn't that just make sense? Why would you say school or Bob? Mm. Like put, because why? Well, you know, uh, somebody else has to drive you there or somebody's got to bring something and like they've never been there. They don't know what Bob is. They can't say, uh, hey, dingus, Bob. Like put the address in there. Sounds stupid, right? No, I get this all the time. You know, uh, you'll get like, okay, you see a PTA meeting in the multipurpose room. Well, okay, I know where that is, but like, you know, it would be nice to have that in there because guess what? Lots of cool apps today. We'll be able to do things like say, hey, you've got an event coming up and it's this far away and here's the traffic, right? Do a brother a favor, put that in there. And now we get to, I don't have this up in front of me, so I'm doing this from memory. You get to the most underused and probably one of the most uh, underutilized fields, which is your notes field. I mean, you can also do stuff like an attach a document. I don't personally do that. I could see how that could be very valuable to people. But in the notes field, this is a great place to always have the first line be snack colon, and then that family name. Right. And always, always do it the same way. Wouldn't it be nice for you to be able to go have a year of these planned out, whether or not you're going to change them? Wouldn't it be so nice to have a year of these planned out? And you could go do a search on two strings, two strings of text. You could search for this kind of event and my name by snack, and then see every one of those for the next year and know what you have to plan to do. Build for scale. Like, don't build this to be a onesie, twosie, teaspoon situation. Like, make it easy to, like, grow, have this thing grow and get big. So maybe I'm just just tossing this out. If snack is an important part, and it should be, it should be, that should be at the top. Snack colon dupe. Here's who does this. And then I guess in this case, you would put if there's anything special to know, like bring your concordance tonight. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know what other kinds of special things to put in there. You could do that. But if this is a call, if we're not talking about the uh, uh, Chrysler things here. We're talking about like business. Like put in, if it's a podcast, put in the Skype address of every single person, even if that, even if it's not the hosts. And again, unless there's a privacy concern. If you're having a Skype call with three people, put everybody's handle in there. Okay, that's, that's probably never happened. You probably never scheduled a podcast and then someone's frantically texting you to ask what your Skype handle is. You probably never had that of before, Of course, right? never. Never in my whole life. It only happens... Every time. Right, every single because time. Because somebody didn't do that. The other one, if you're comfortable with this, I would say put everyone's phone number in there. And you know what? You, there's a thing called copy and paste. You can copy and paste this and just have it for each time. You don't have to do all of this, but I, I, can, I can't promise you, but I can almost guarantee you that at some point, somebody's going to need some of that information at some time. And for you to do it in like a standard way makes life better for everybody. So that's the dream. The dream is that these calendar events become something that is lightweight, repeatable, searchable, well-formed, honest, complete, and handy. Ask how you can do that when you make these things. So what, now, is, what is Philippe supposed to do? That's the cliffhanger. Because first, I would like to hear about something that you like. Okay. I mean, I, I can tell you about Casper. I know there's two things. Two things this week, and I really like them both. Oh, I got some. I got. I got things to say about Casper. You do? Oh God, yes. Well, first, let's just say Casper is a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress that they sell directly to consumers. There are no middlemen. There's no commission-driven, inflated price-type salespeople. Just this award-winning sleep surface that they developed, beautifully designed. It's delivered in this small box. 
that just shows up and you open it and breathes itself open and, and, and comes to life. And they now have a pillow to go with it. They make breathable sheets to, because they care about your sleep, Merlin. They care about oh, you. Oh, I know. I feel it. I feel it in my lower back. They care. They got care in my back. <laughs> and then you get to try it for a hundred, a hundred nights at home. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mm-hmm. absolutely love it, they will come and pick it up and refund you everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to try it. You got to try it. That's what I always say. Whenever you want to buy something, you got to know if you don't like it, there's a, there's a recourse. I feel like they kind of invented this whole thing. They did. So that other people now, we were in a hotel recently, and so many people who are piggybacking onto this um, sleep surface industry. Yeah. So we've been, um, the reason I mentioned Casper, we, um, we've been doing, had to do a little traveling for the holidays. We went camping oh, one fun. night. We were out of town in a hotel a couple nights, and like camping was fun. Yeah. Like we got, we got a sweet ass tent. We got a super nice tent. And, uh, but, but my lady and I are sleeping on, a mm, pretty okay, like Coleman inflatable, mm-hmm. like inflatable with a battery dingus mm-hmm, fan. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. If you fill that thing to capacity, the nanosecond before you go to sleep and get it nice and fat, you're, it doesn't matter. Like at some point, it's going to lose some air. And anytime anyone moves, you're in a Wile E. Coyote situation. You're like shot up into the air like an anvil. Like, <laughs> and so that's, that's all night. I slept really well. It was good. I, I had some bourbon. But then, you know, uh, and then we went to a hotel. No, that was nice. The bed was nice. It was all nice. But man, when we got home, mm, I'm making that lip smacky thing. So my back was so much happier. I, Dan, I got out the heating pad. I had the heating pad. Wrap it around a pillow, put it on my back, try to get some relief, some mm. precious relief. It was that bad? It was that messed up? It's fine. It's fine, but it ain't no Casper. It ain't no, it's so, it's so comfortable. So I'm just saying, like, get it. Get it. Try it. It's a sleep surface. You, have, so you know, this is the thing. If you have had a bed for, I think they say the lifespan, some beds have better warranties, but the average lifespan of a bed is probably 10 years. And you think so? I don't think it, they last that long. I think it's more I think more the like international five. cabal of mattress jackals lobby incorporated is probably yeah. going to tell you like it is believed by sleep scientists you should change your mattress every three months <laughs> i don't know if it's if it's that extreme but i think mm. that the thing is people get used to their mattress they get used to sleeping on an improper surface and they think it's normal they think it's normal they think it's normal to wake up in pain or to wake up throughout the night from being uncomfortable. And it, you really don't have to do that. You can you can do much better than that. And Casper's a really a risk-free way to find out. That's the whole thing is like, there's no risk. If you don't like it, they come and take no it risk. away. But mm-hmm. I think you're going to like it. Uh, these mm-hmm. are great mattresses. I have one and it's super, super comfortable. Uh, you can go and get these things at Casper.com. If you go to Casper.com slash It's Your Show, all one word. You'll get $50 off toward any mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply to that, Merlin. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. But ca- casper.com slash it's your show. Free shipping to the entire United States. And they have grandfathered in Canada just to be Oh, nice. that is so nice. We let, we let them let come sit at the big boy table. Uh, just, just for this. Mm, no Canada. Nothing else. So go mm. check it out, casper.com slash it's your show. Support our show and support yourself. Get it? Uh, it's good. $50. $50. Support yourself. And you've got 100 nights. 
Thank oh, you, Casper. That is so good. Buck, buck. It's a good company. This is not related to your professional ad read. This is completely apropos of nothing. This is not about a competitor. I just want to. I just want to do a funny, goofy Lou. Okay, there's been this place, this chain. And you know how these chains are. There's been this chain in the Bay Area since Christ was a corporal, and uh, it has a really stupid name. You know what it's called? You know they all got terrible names. This is like a Seinfeld bit, right? What's it like the, the 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 backyard or whatever. Um, so chain, chain throughout in Northern California. You know what it's called? What? Sleep train. Sleep train? Sleep train. And even, Isn't even that that when I went- that song by, uh, by the guy who uh, James, James Brown? No. Who? They, guy Fieri? What? No, the other guy who, um, Cat oh. Stevens. Oh, right on the sleep train? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Rush at the sleep train pavilion, which is a stage in grass. But the point is, it was a brand, okay? And they've been on the NPR, they've been on the KQED, they've been on the NPR for so long, sleep train, and they've got a charity, because you got to have a charity now, and be ba sleep train, sleep train, sleep train, womp, womp, for years. I've been here 19 years, they've been doing that the whole time. They changed their name. They changed their name. To what? They've got, they've got, they've got ton, uh, decades of stupid brand equity in sleep train. And they decide to change the name. Would you like to know, Dan, if you haven't already looked it up, would you like to know what the name of Sleep Train is now? I have, I have not looked it up. Mattress Firm. Oh, we have a mattress. We have mattress firms here. You think they got acquired? I didn't know. I didn't even think that much about it. I, my old office, we used to look out no. and you could see right out the window the mattress firm sign. Mattress Firm. Firm Mattress. Mattress sleep Firm. Mattress Sleep FAQ. Oh, FAQ. Here's a fact. What is what's happening to Sleep Train? <laughs> okay, frequently asked questions about Sleep Train. Your ticket to a better night's sleep. Register trademark. Honk honk. Frequently asked questions. Number one. What's happening to Sleep Train? Starting in February, Sleep Train stores are being renamed to Mattress Firm. Customers will see store signs change from Sleep Train to Mattress Firm through March. You'll continue to experience the same great people, service, and guarantees. Just under a new name, Sleep Train and Mattress Firm merged in 2014 and have been working in collaboration for the past two years. Good for them. They will now share the same brand name. That's what happened. Mattress Firm. Is that supposed to be a pun on like how it's a company? I mean, I'm, oh, I get like that mattress, the, the firm. I didn't even put that together. Like, get that a mattress is firm. It's underlined in the registered uh, trade logotype. I don't know. That bugs me. I don't like. I didn't like sleep training. I don't. I don't. Like I'm going to say that it's not mattress firm, as in the firm with Tom Cruise. No, no. Is that the one where he's the devil, or is that Keanu Reeves? And that's Keanu Reeves in uh, Devil's Advocate, one of the best best movies of all time. That's a good movie. That's good. That's that that that's good. Loud Pacino. Yeah. So here's some more. I'll just read you the questions. I won't read you the answers. You can find us yourself. Sleeptrain.com. Is sleep train going away? When is this happening? I just purchased a new mattress. Oh, they capitalized the A. I just purchased a new mattress. Who will be delivering it? Will my store still be open? <laughs> will my salesperson still be available if I have questions? What about the purchase guarantees slash warranties I was provided with my purchase? What about the foster kids program? I made a donation. <laughs> I made a donation. What happens to my donation? <laughs> Finally, 
will the pajama bowl still happen? Oh my gosh. Answer, yes. All caps. The pajama bowl in Oregon and Washington will continue under the mattress firm name with the next event scheduled for April 2017. Mattress firm. Is it mattress firm or mattress it's firm? It's underscore firm, and it is it's all italicized plus underscored with the swooshy. Mattress firm. Same great service, selection, ampersand, savings. Do you remember Food so, Lion? Sure, they bleached their meat. Was it Food Lion or Food Lion? Food Lion. Remember they they had a uh, they had a beef bleach problem. I don't. I don't know. I looked that up. Don't you? Oh, come on! It was on one of the uh, one of the one of the one of those gotcha shows. Let's let's look up food. Not dude. Food lion bleach meat. <laughs> Another great guy by voices single. <laughs> food lion. I think. Oh, primetime live. Primetime live. That was a Nirvana album, I think. Bleach meat. When the meat bleach is contagious, primetime life comes. It's outrageous. But the cup, but the cup, but the cup, but the cup. Digga, digga, digga. November 19. I don't even know what show I'm on anymore. I'm so tired. In November 1992, a critical primetime live report that showed unsanitary, underscore, you can go to the WikiLink for unsanitary, handling of meat and seafood hurt the chain as they attempted to enter new markets in the Northeast and the Southwest. Oh, and they got a whole section here on the Wikipedia about it. Two ABC reporters had posed as Food Line employees and witnessed Hello. the unsanitary practices at Food Line. Much of what they had Food seen line. was videotaped with cameras hidden in wigs that they were wearing. <laughs> the footage, the footage was then featured in a segment on the news magazine Primetime Live in which Food Line employees described unsanitary practices, which included bleaching discolored expired pork with Clorox and repackaging expired meats with new expiration dates, and the use of nail polish remover to remove the expiration dates from dairy item packages. Hey, uh, hey, Lou, you got that acetone? I need the acetone. I gotta, I gotta scratch the date on this bleach pork. Golly. Mm. Food, food Lion was awarded uh, U.S. dollars $5.5 million by a jury in 1997, a year that did not exist. Award was later reduced by a judge to 316 thousand john three hundred sixteen thousand. wow look at that the verdict was then overturned bum 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 by the u.s court of appeals fourth circuit even though abc was wrong to do what they had done food lion was food lion was not suing for defamation not suing for defamation but rather for tort like which can be a delicious treat <laughs> as a way to get around the strict first amendment standards for defamation food lion did this because at the time of the lawsuit they were unable to prove that abc acted with malice Hidden in wigs. Hidden in wigs. But they, there's another article here that says Food Line never recovered. Mm-mm. We had one in, uh, in Tallahassee when I was there. Yeah. And uh, I did not like the vibe. You know, sometimes you get a vibe. Remember Publix, Dan? Yes. Remember the vibe at Publix? Yes. You know what shopping was there? Pleasurable. Sh- shopping is a pleasure. We're shop- where shopping is a place you come in there's baked goods this is all before all this whole foods nonsense started it was the only they, place you could go yeah. and get all of the delicious baked goods the freshly baked bread that they oh, had the, the premises you could get sandwiches made the They're way you sandwiches. want with the boar's head oh god from your mouth to god's hand it was such a good ass sandwich they, they would those, do it those they would thanksgiving do commercials with the little that sub would ruin you for other men it was so good 
such a good sub. And then Food Lion, mmm, mmm, heavy contrast. It's one of those places where you go, it's a little bit, a little bit Winn-Dixie. Like where they had the fishing lures, remember that? Yes. Winn-Dixie always felt a little bit like there's about to be a crime going down. I'm going to put into the show notes their amazing Thanksgiving commercial with the little salt and sha- uh, pepper shakers. Oh, nice. It just makes you feel like you're right in Thanksgiving. Little it's dog under the table being fed a little scrap of the... So now what are we going to do about this calendar thing? This is tricky. I say he just drops out for the group, of the group. Well, he might be excommunicated. That's a risk he's going to have to take. Keep, keep your friends close and your calendar events closer, right? Now, he's not even going to know where stuff's going down. <laughs> uh, all right, we've talked about this for too long. But I think, I think the way to handle this is, it depends on your relationship with that person, but I guess it is kind of important to remember this doesn't bother anybody else. But I, here's what I would suggest, um, and I, this was a very, very long email. I, I don't know if I even finished reading it. I'm not sure the church leader. So the church leader has the keys to the calendar, right? So, so what I would suggest is, hey, let me help you out with this. If if you don't mind, let me help you out with this. Let me take over the calendar thing and see how it goes, mm. right? Maybe there's a reason fearless leader is the one who runs church calendar. Could be, I don't know, but if there's not a a strong reason again for security, like uh, you could take that over and say, here, let, let me let me take a cut at this. And I mean, that is that's the uh, if you like the Solomon like cut the baby in half type situation is like you say, let me let me do this for you, and they're like, well, we can't because you know I have agape two factor authentication or whatever, and then you go, okay, well then can we talk about how we do this? Can I make some suggestions for this? It would be best if you did it because if you're the only one who cares and you're the one that you feel at least could do a good job at it, just offer it, offer to help. You know, that's that's one of the best things. You know, if you want something to change. Like, do it in a civil way and offer to do all the work. You know, people who do it in incivil ways, uncivil ways, people who do it in mis, people do it in miscivil ways Uh or discivil ways, and then don't have a solution. You know, can suck a bag of nuts. They're the worst. That's the people who don't bring ice to a party. Terrible. Dunzo. So, I mean, that's one way to do it. And you know what, listener F. uh, Follow up with us if you hear this episode. If you're still listening, let us know what happens with this. But. You know, that's the the elephant in the elephant is like, what are you going to do about a team? What are you going to do about people? But in this case, this sounds like a fixable thing because you got the agape love. And uh, and I think you can make this work. Road to Damascus. Primrose Path. Romans, Romans is a good book. Mm. That's a good jam. If you like the Testament, that is new. Funny part is, the longer the New Testament goes on, the more it becomes like the Old Testament. At what point are both of them just old? Time's a flat circle. The um, <laughs> Revelation is really, really weird. It's very, very strange. And it's got some serious, there's like multiple animals with multiple heads, and you got seals. Not the cute kind with balls, but like, hmm. But uh, the kind you have to break, break a seal. You get a seventh seal, right? I saw that movie. That's Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. You're thinking Jacob's Ladder. Seven Seals, uh, Max von Sydow. No, right? Demi Moore was in the se- se- Seventh seven seal. seal. What am I thinking of? What's the What's the Bergman movie? Seventh Seal movie. Right. Seventh. Yeah, Seventh Seal is uh, 
a bad day. What am I thinking of? Holy the Seventh God. Seal. Seventh Seal. Oh, this, the 1958 movie with Demi Moore. Yeah, that's the one. And oh. Maximum Sidow. No. Mm. I think he's thinking of Jacob's Ladder. No. Now I'm going to. Jacob's. Jacob's Ladder. No, this, I'm telling you. I mean, we'll all edit all this out, but. Oh, uh, wait. That's that's Tim Robbins? What am I thinking of? That's the Tim Robbins one is the is the Jacob's Ladder with the Vietnam Ladder. Stuff. Vietnam? Yeah, it's all about Vietnam. The whole movie's about Vietnam. Oh, okay. What's the one with Demi Moore that's, that's got like uh, God stuff in it? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking up right now. I'm trying to see her, Demi her filmography. Demi Moore, God, movie, Ladder? No Ladder. No Ladder. No Ladder. God, the Seventh Sign, 1988. Yeah, the I seventh told the sign. seventh sign. You said seventh seal, you piece of junk. Oh, a seal is it different from a sign? Seal's different. What well, can be different is the one with the ball. The sign. Yes, yes. I saw this with a girl. I remember that. Yeah, that's why you don't remember it. You were too too Am busy I right up here. Yeah. It's climbing the ladder. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Jacob, don't get this confused with the Ingve Ing- Malmsteen album, The Seventh Sign. Different. <laughs> Arpeggios. <laughs> uh, other calendar things. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like the episode that'll come out next next Thursday of Reconcilable Differences. You know, I I brought it up because like you ever get that thing where you, in this case, last night I get an email, like. Ten minutes before we're supposed to start recording, mm. it says event updated. Event updated for Thursday, thir- July sixth, six thirty to eight thirty. Updated event. And I, I sat and I looked at it and I, I scrutinized it and mm. I went, "Wait a minute, am I crazy? Like, what has changed here? This is exactly the same as every one of these." And Syracuse is good about this. I mean, we schedule every next episode of our show just as we finish the one we're recording. We're, we are, you've worked with John. Mm-hmm. We're both pretty crazy about the schedule and the calendaring. We get everything worked out, right? Tetris. And I ask him, I was like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm crazy. Like, I have problems. But what changed about this? Why did I get that? And why do I get these? It just drives me crazy. Because, you know, and again, spoiler alert for reconcilable differences, I think this is a big part of what makes people lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why are more people not using Siri all the time? Because they tried Siri when it came out, and it was hot garbage, and it burned their tongue, and now they do not want to get their tongue on the garbage again. So they don't even touch it anymore. They don't even bother to check back in with it. There are some people who have written off the idea of voice commands because of the first month being excited for Siri and having it not work. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating that but i'll think for at least a year or two wouldn't you say that was the case yes so are you going to do siri for anything mission critical that's like a no look application no no i I can't i still can't even ask it what time it is without without it uh taking three four five times to get to to get to it speaking of which yeah is this a good time to talk about the echo show yes so listen thank you listener f and uh thoughts and prayers uh, it was a very nice email. It was a very, very long email. Thank you for your kind words. I hope this is helpful. You please hit us back when you um, have made some progress with this. Uh, Amazon Echo Show. Did you get one? Yeah, no, I got one. I got one. You did. I got one too. 
No, come on. The devil you say. Yeah, I got it. It showed up um, well, the day before I left on my... That's not, your, that's not your first Echo though, right? No, uh, I I have a standard Echo and I have the little Echo Dot and this is my third and probably my favorite one. Oh, this is so good. I cannot wait to hear this. I hate mine. I cannot wait to talk about this. Oh, I'll, well, should we start out with what I like or what you hate? Well, just real quick, uh, for if this is your first episode, hello. <laughs> uh, um, my I love the Amazon family of Lady and the Two products. I have taken to them. We are a multiple Echo family. I have one in my office. We have several at home. I love, love, love them. It um, it does all the stuff I want to do. I use it a lot. I use it constantly. It's super. Um, well, it's way better than Siri. Like you can just talk and, and it hears you and it does stuff. And I spent a fair amount of time setting them up. This is also really important when we get to the second act. I love these things, and I was very excited for this one to come out. Um, I've been sitting there watching deliveries for weeks, waiting for it to arrive. So just that's, that's my prologue. And yours is, it sounds like you like yours pretty well. I like it. It showed up the day that we were leaving to go out of town, so I couldn't didn't get to use it until we got back. And I set it up here at, at, at work at the office. My wife is still not, not ready to trust mm-hmm. the fact that it's not – listening to everything it's all frequently the time. it's frequently the well it's yes but i'm just telling you from listening to lots of podcasts it is frequently the partner of the enthusiast who's like you are not putting that thing in my kitchen right right uh, <laughs> i don't i don't want to i don't want a listening thing and i don't want a, a screeny billboard thing like i don't want those where we live and you know what i i respect that and that's why I it's too. in my office uh I, do too. I think that there you know there are enough people who have done testing with it to to see what it sends and when it sends it of course you can't know everything but if you were to set up your own little network and watch the traffic what what it sends and and how much data it sends very like much like little little snitchet or you could do something even more sophisticated than that probably. sure sure and it it and and a lot of white hat hackers have done this and you can read about it and it really does seem to be sending just the recording of your voice that it makes after you use the keyword. And it is yeah. listening at all times for its but it, keyword. But it won't start doing anything until it's been hailed. That's right. It doesn't, it's not sending data uh, to the mothership un, until and unless you say the keyword and then ask it something and then it sends that. My understanding is that it, it does save those recordings and the things that you've asked it. And it, it's, I think it's possible to clear that. It is. So if privacy is a concern, you can do that. But if if it's if it makes you uncomfortable that there is a device listening for a keyword, not doing anything with what it's hearing except just waiting, uh, then yeah, maybe don't get one. But that doesn't bother me. And and uh, and so here's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually kind of surprised because I've had including the other two echoes I've had Amazon devices. I even have gotten to mess around with an Amazon tablet. So I didn't have very high hopes for the, the hardware, uh, Mm -hmm. but I was pleasantly surprised. People have commented in the reviews that I've read that the screen resolution is low. I suppose that's you would, you might notice that if you were, using it or holding it or up close with it the way that you might be with a phone or an iPad, but at an arm's length or farther, which is where, uh, where this thing usually is going to live, 
then it looks just great. I think the resolution is appropriate for the way that it's intended to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, it does all the things that a regular Echo does just as well as, as, as they do it with a bunch of new things added. For me, I think I like the, mu- the, the speaker a bit better. It just sounded a little bit more crisp and a little bit brighter and a little bit better I think it's pretty definitely a better speaker. It's definitely a, a deeper, rounder speaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can ask it to do things. You can ask it to show you things. And, and it will... YouTube videos or like you can do... Well, the shopping on there is actually pretty cool. The shopping's cool. I tried the recipes thing. And, and what's neat about it is you can say, uh, show me a recipe for fried chicken. And it'll say, oh, I found a bunch for fried chicken. And it'll start reading them. You can say, okay, show me the third one. And it knows what you mean. It'll show you the third one. And then you can say, okay, read me the directions and it'll start reading them. And, and so it's intuitive and you can say, you can say things like, oh, next or next page or show me the other one. And it, it pretty much gets those kinds of things. And it's very Mm -hmm. good about showing it. I love that it is a touch screen. I I doubt that it's a multi-touch screen. Maybe it is, but I like that you can get to the settings and things like that just by tapping on it or by selecting things by touching. Did you figure that out by yourself, how to get the settings? Uh, swiping down? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember what my thought process was. For I, it. well, we'll get to me and my complaints in a minute. But, but like that, there was, there were several things about this I found very frustrating. And I wish I'd known about the settings thing earlier. I would have been less furious. But yeah, I learned about <laughs> this via Jason Snell through a, a reader of his that, yeah, if you have one of these and don't know, like you would to get to, what's it called? Like you would on your phone. Just start above, start in the bezel and then pull down the bezel, mm-hmm. pull down and you'll get like settings and stuff like that, it, it, which was not intuitively obvious at all. Right. Even though, boy, it sure wants you to try lots of things. Ooh, try all these things. <sighs> so anyway, you're right. It's, uh, that it is handy for that. We've watched some YouTube videos. We stream some music. It does lyrics. It'll show lyrics to songs if you're playing them on like Spotify, which is what we use. Yeah. Uh, which is always, always fun. You can set a uh, photos and things like that to show instead of the stock ones, which I don't do. Have you done the video calling? I have tried to do the video calling, uh, but the couple people I, until you, I didn't know that you had one for sure. Uh, but the few people that I tried doing it with were not at home uh, or, or didn't feel like answering it. Apparently it works pretty well. Um, have you tried it or? N O, you may not have my contacts. <laughs> if I'm in your contact list, please do not put it on your Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the whole like drop-in thing, drop-in thing is so creepy, so freaking creepy. And they presented it as this opt-in thing, I believe that you had to opt in specifically to drop in. Right. I went in and looked at this. Every single device that I have. All of, and I have more than one, had all had drop in, opted in. And I'm just here to tell you, there's no world in which I opted into any of that in, unless it was completely unintentional and non-obvious why I would be opted in on all of this. How, how, my, would, how would somebody see if they were opted in or not? Uh, go to L... The app? Go to the name of the device. Go to alexa.amazon.com and click on any of your devices... So I will click on, um, click on Office Echo, <clears throat> and I think that's where it is. Wait, I could be wrong. Am I wrong? 
I'm looking. Sounds scheduled. Do not disturb. Well, I'm wrong. I thought it was in here. I feel like I did this from my <clears throat> from my phone. Not from the app. Yeah, from the app or from the website. I thought I did. Well, it's just a web view on your phone. I think. I thought it was in there. But anyway, I did have to go wherever I looked at it. I had to turn it off for all the ones I was looking yeah. at. Anyway, you'll you'll find it somewhere. So good. It sounds like a like a positive. And then you're okay with the, the aesthetics of how the unit looks? I think it looks fine. I think the screen has a little bit more glare uh, than I'm used to, but that's the so only the only negative that I would come up with. My bitches are everybody's bitches mostly. Um, <clears throat> the whole video calling and opt-in thing is like, I get it. Kind of gross. You know, let's let's remember that this is going to be a first smart device for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to just suddenly have people talking to you in your house. <clears throat> that's 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 awfully strange. But I mean, and you've already got FaceTime on your phone, or you've got you know whatever the Android equivalent is. But <clears throat> yeah, that stuff I thought was weird. But you know, I'm I'm not using it, so it doesn't doesn't matter. I guess things, lots of small things, bug me to death about this. Um, the screen is glary. The unit is very, very unesthetically pleasing, and it takes up a lot of space and attention, as I'll get to in a second. Mm, I had a circular, big boy, nice, you know, uh, big echo there before. It would always hear, in exactly the same location, right? It would always hear everything great. Uh, Now, this thing doesn't hear me as often as, and standing in the same place, talking in the same way, right? I've been doing this for months. When I talk to the show, more as often as not, the um, echo in the family room hears me. You can change the keyword. I know. No, no, no. I mean, it's it gets hailed. I see the blue line. Mm. But, you know, they have that good that good technology for, like, you know, which one we think you're actually talking to. If you got more than one. Do you know about this? Yes, and it, I forget how that works, though. It'll, it will be the, – the, the hailing, I think, is happening at, uh, I guess, obviously, a local kind of hardware level. Mm-hmm. The hailing that lights up the ring or the line – so it, it could be that 10 echoes hear you, but it uses its proximity um, feature to basically figure out which one you're most likely talking to based on echo. Oh, sorry, like an actual echo and stuff like that. And this the way the mics are situated. And it's awfully good at hearing you and not firing off multiple times in a way that Siri is currently not. So that's really cool. But it is kind of weird. Like, I don't think the mics are as good on this one. The speakers are better. Hmm. I don't think the mics are as capable. Uh, but you know, but <clears throat> the thing that's driving me bananas is like, and so like, you know, I put an EFF sticker over the camera, like the camera's supposed to be used for, um, on the one hand for doing video stuff, but also for like, it detects if you're in the room and turns the screen on right. and stuff like that. Right. And the EFF sticker is translucent. So like, well, light still gets through, but uh, I mean, here's the bottom line. What I got to a tip from Dan Morin um, sticker or whatever, set it into permanent do not disturb mode. <laughs> Otherwise, you get so much junk, so much stuff that screams with special offers, like scrolling across the screen, like nonsense, clickbait headlines. Try this thing. Here's how you can listen to music. Here's how you can buy this. And I don't know if they're going to sunset at that at some point after a certain date or after a certain amount of usage. I found that incredibly annoying. I not did too. I, I just turned it all off. How? In settings? Yeah. Um, so I'll, let me do this now. Make sure I tell everyone the right thing to do. You pull down, pull you, down. You pull down, tap settings, and then you go to uh, home screen, uh, home card preferences, and then uh, if you scroll down, you've got notifications off, upcoming events off, drop in off, trending topics off, 
Oh, I didn't get down that far. I didn't realize those were all in there. I didn't get down that far. And then and rotate once <laughs> or rotate continuously. I did once. And then uh, it, there's still one thing that shows up at the bottom that says, try keyword, play party music. It just always <sighs> says that. I can't make that go away. Uh, and so I agree. That's a being able to customize it a little bit. I can tell it like, show me the weather. And then for a couple minutes, it'll show the weather. Uh, but it, you can't really make that one little thing there's always one thing stuck there but i predict that that changes with the software update very soon because i i, I am i feel equal amounts of of hope and like fear like yeah. the, if they don't do that i this is a very costly thing to be this annoying you caught me i'm sure you caught my reference there's a time when I, I don't know if kindle sales were dwindling or they wanted to you know get an umbrella for all the market. But, right. you know, they basically said, look, you can get this Kindle or you can pay less. And you know what you get? You get a Kindle with special offers, which I think has now in our community has become kind of a phrase synonymous with like a bunch of unnecessary BS to be annoying. Right. Because basically when your Kindle wasn't in use, it showed you ads. Huh? That's kind of gross. And that's what this felt like. And I mean, I, I, I took some photos. I don't want to pull these up right now, but I took some photos and was sharing it with people on uh, text and Slack of like some of these asinine BuzzFeed esque headlines that were going by, and then like whatever a woman is trapped in in vaping Jaguar, save vape to learn more, and it's like no, no, this is why I don't have cable TV. It's like no, 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 you cannot be in my house. Headlines, get out of here. I cast, get thee away from me, Satan. Blah. So uh, I just felt. The first run of this was okay in the sense of getting it set up. It was not terribly difficult. I think Amazon's gotten very good at that. Like it remembers your Wi-Fi password uh, if you choose to, stuff like that. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm very hopeful for what this can do. But like the marquee features of it are not serving me in the way that I had hoped. Mm. I put some photos on Amazon uh, Photos and like I've got like a place pictures of my kid now. But like, you know, that's not... I'll tell you what I really want, and this is a lot to what I want. It's probably a lot to ask, but what I would like is, you know what? This is a goddamn Android device. This is a goddamn Android device. Let me put some widgets up there. Let me do a control center on here. You know, it'd be so handy to me if you treated this more like status board RIP. It'd be so nice to be able to say, like, I always want to see the time. I always want to see my next appointment. I want to see, you know, whatever, now playing. Oh, you know what is cool is you can have it show you your um, video cameras. If you get your video cameras, I could say, like, show me the front door, and mm -hmm. it'll, like, that's really cool. Uh, do you I have like that, that set up? I know you do stuff with your lighting, but I wasn't sure if you... Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got cameras, cameras, cameras. And that's 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 pretty cool because if I hear somebody downstairs, I just flip the thing on. That's cool. But, you know, what would be... What, what I want, what is important to me, it would be to, like, pick what's on there and have it otherwise be off, you know? And then... I mean, like, and maybe I just don't know the um, the codex for this, but I feel like I should be able to say, hey, Dingus, turn the screen off. Right. I've tried that a couple of different ways, and it didn't work. No, it doesn't. But, you know, this for this thing to be a useful appliance, I mean, for example, like, this is like a Silicon Valley joke, but, like, do you want a refrigerator with a screen on it that's on all the time and showing you things? I do not. I mean, I, there's all kinds of things I'd love to have more intelligence with in my refrigerator. I'd like the ice to make faster and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, having a screen that's always begging slash demanding my attention is kind of a non-starter for me. And so like, but as like, as an information appliance, as you know, Mac, Max Temkin says, it's basically an expensive chumby. Like, but make it a chumby. Let me pick what those widgets are that are on there. And I, I would really enjoy that. 
And then, uh, so soon as I get home, I'm going to shut off all of those special offers Mm -hmm. because they're so gross. Yeah, you'll still get the one that says music, but I can live with it. I can live with that one for now. Yeah, I guess so. It's just, you know, it's another one of those things, though, where like, you know, it's an old Gruber kind of thing. Like when you buy a Mac, you like get a Mac and there's software on it. And you know what it might have? It might have some free software. It might have a limited version of these Omnigroup products back in the day, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it isn't like the garbage you get on subsidized phones in the Android space where it's just got so much junk or PCs with all the labels on it. And it's like, you know, their ecosystem is so good. And I don't think it's that difficult of a sell to get folks like me using this thing a lot. I mean, you know, whatever. I understand this this is a first device for some people and you want to have all that stuff on there because it's not discoverable. But it would be nice to be able to shut all that off and be able to use it for just the stuff I'd like to use it for. And I'm not even being a pill about it. I mean, there's no, I'm not saying like run... <sighs> you know, uh, run swift. I'm not saying like, I'm not looking for this thing to be hackable. I'm just saying that like, I believe me, buddy, you guys know me. I will use this. I will buy things with this, but like it, it should not feel cheap. It should not feel invasive. Um, it sh- you should not feel resistant to having it in your home or using it. And pretty much all of those things are happening at least a little bit right now. I mean, I'm, I, there's, there's points where I, my wife has been real cool about it. Um, cause it's got cute pictures of our kid and our cat on it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm but all that said, I hear you and I am still very hopeful for this entire platform. I just got my email this morning. You know, you get your email every Friday. You, I don't know if you get this, it goes to your spam or not, but I get an email every Friday with what's new in Alexa yeah. each uh, each week and I I look forward to it. Like what was the new one they sent this week? It was really good. It was like Alexa help me sleep. Like you can do like we already do like when I put my daughter to bed, sometimes we'll do sleep sounds and stuff like that. But there's so much in there. The skills take it so far. It's a fairly minimal amount of learning. Like you could pick three things you want to do with this a lot, even if it's telling you a joke. And it's it's I have a lot of hope for the platform. But you do not think this should be someone's first uh echo. I don't. I don't because uh not least because I mean, if you're cu- if you if you're curious about using this thing and what it can do, you know, really even just reading the little thing that's enclosed with it will get you excited. Mm-hmm. When you set up a, a nice echo, the nice echo, the original like big good speaker echo, you put it somewhere and then sit there with a little card with suggestions on it. You're going to very very quickly get whether this is for you, I think. Potentially. Now, like I always say to all my kids, it's going to take you weeks. It might take you weeks before you're comfortable talking into the air, but that's a separate issue. This is an extremely capable device, does many, many kinds of things, that it actually does have a place as an appliance in your house, right? I even got the Alexa wand. They got a new thing called the wand that you can use to like scan barcodes. It does full on Alexa by talking into this little wand. It's kind of a gimmick, but it was 20 bucks. And, but it works great. You can walk around just scanning barcodes and every time you do that, it gets added to your cart. Oh, that's cool. It's uh, yeah, because it's like the dash buttons, but like, the idea is it's just like a little cue cat that you just run on stuff. But no, I don't think it's a good first one because I think you need you don't need to be as great of a typist anymore to use computer devices, right? Like if you eventually want to go into computer science, I would get a computer because you know get a PC desktop or laptop computer because mm-hmm. that's what you're going to want to learn on. Like you will have skills that you accrue from using an iPad, but you'll get there faster probably if you're typing on for now typing on a keyboard on a desktop or laptop. I think you need to learn how to talk to this thing before you need to learn how to look at this thing. And in fact, I think the screen could be a terrible MacGuffin for getting people into this because it's not that good of a screen. It is super glary. It's very annoying, and it's. There's nothing on there that has a big microphone icon that says talk here, right? 
it, but if all you have is the voice interface, you're going to have to learn it and you're going to have to get good at it. And I think you get equivalent, pretty equivalently good sound quality with one of those. Um, I mean, the dots sound pretty bad. I only use them to listen to streaming radio. Right. I have a friend who she has her dot connect. She had like one of those nice Bose yeah. speakers. Uh, she just has her dot basically running that. I've done that. It sounds really good. Um, but no, I mean, like, I'm not down on this, but it is pretty, co- if you were to say to somebody like, okay, you've been hearing about this, you've seen those things in the, in the, you know, uh, movie ads, the movie trailers, like, oh, what time is it? You know, it's 2, 10 AM and the girl's in trouble. Like, ha ha ha. Like, but if you're in entree to this is this clunky Logan's run looking thing that you stick next to your refrigerator and like, it's constantly pestering you all day. I don't know. I don't, I could be wrong. Because if you're if you're like like say like a somebody who used to be a gadget nerd, this could get you very much back into it. But I think you would do better personally paying about half this and getting a, a regular old Echo. What do you think? Who is this? Who is this for? Maybe is another way to put this. Who do you think this is great for? You know, I think it's I I listening to what you've been saying. I agree. Maybe not the best one if you're trying to fully embrace the platform as it stands. But I wonder if this isn't more the direction that that they might be going in. And I, I think I have to commend Amazon for what they're doing because one of the things that I often find frustrating, for example, if let's say we wanted to get some uh, suggestions or let's say, oh, movie times better. Let's say we could, uh, we could say, okay, where let's say the keyword and say, where is Wonder Woman playing? And it try. will, I'm going to try it real quick. Yeah. I'm going to pause for or mute for just a second. Yeah. Where is Baby Driver showing? Baby Driver is playing at a few theaters near San Francisco today. At Century 20 Daily City. Alexa, stop. Okay. Pretty so, good. so if you were to ask the same thing to the show, it would give you a response, but it would show you the list of the movie theaters on your screen. And you could, is it, and it's, is that that same kind of horizontal scrolling, pick one, pick two, pick three? Uh, yes. And then That's cool. you could, you could say next and it'll show you the next page or you can scroll with your finger or you can tap the one or you can say, uh, show me the second one or select number two. And then it will show you that the show times for the movie at that theater. And what's nice is for me anyway, that's a lot to listen to scrolling through a long list of movie theaters and then telling it which one as -hmm. opposed to seeing it on a screen and being able to say the second one or that's a very, very, very good point. No, that's a very, that's, that's a really good point. There are some kinds of information that makes so much more sense through audio and then other kinds that like you would not want to see it. Like, did you want somebody you're like back to our listener question from a few months ago? Would you want something to read you an Excel spreadsheet? Right. Never. No, never. But like you want you wanted to explain a graph. Yeah, but it, you know this can also show you your calendar, so that you can visually see your calendar. That's nice too. If what appointments do I have? It can show you lists. It can show you the things on the list. So I feel like this is getting closer to what I want personally. What what I want and I'm hoping for uh, from these devices in a in in the longer term which is mm-hmm. i want i want and i i have been talking to people about this on things like on twitter saying that in the long term voice will win as the primary way that 
that we eventually communicate with our devices and with things. And somebody totally agree. Somebody responded to me and they said, uh, no, I work in a multi-person office. Uh, no one wants to be sitting there shouting at their computer. And I said, no, you, you won't be shouting at your computer. And no, it's, it's like people saying, oh, of course I'll always have a horse. Highways haven't been built yet. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true now. But like, what if you have one of those like Mission Impossible things where you could just you could very quietly enunciate it without even making a sound and it would be able to do it. Right. And we'll get there. And that's the thing is we'll get there. But there's a lot of information that doesn't it doesn't really make sense to, you know, to 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 be read to you. And Mm -hmm. and and so this is this is the first step that I've seen from any of these devices where it's actually really trying to bridge that gap to to say you know what we get that there's some information that it it's not enough to just read it to you so here it is but i don't think that they've they've certainly the implementation's not perfect yet i really don't mm-hmm. think it is and you've pointed out a few of the things just having the annoying little scrolling as a default that that's annoying and what started to bug me and why i started to look for the options was i have it sort of sitting on the edge of my desk here and it was always sort of out of the corner of my eye, I was catching it out of the corner it's of my eye, off. watching it scrolling. Yeah, and like <laughs> it doesn't I doesn't go off. I told it good night. I said keyword good night, and it said good night, Dan. And then it showed a little picture of like a, a sunset with a little mountain and the stars. And then a minute later, it turned back on and started oh, showing stuff on. again. So maybe it knew because of its sensors that it wasn't dark yet. I don't know. But I would love the ability to have to turn the screen off and and have it not showing stuff like right now. Yes, it's just showing me the time, which I like. But you know there there is a lot of room to improve. But I love I, I love it? being able to just see like when I had asked it for showtimes for the Wonder Woman, it it there was a little thing that says watch trailer and I said show me the trailer and it showed Smart. me the trailer. You know, oh look- see that's okay. Let me pay a compliment at this point. It's not an episode of Back to Work unless we find a way to dump on Apple. Okay, let me pay a compliment to Amazon at this point, which is that here's a distinction between between them and some other companies at this point. Um, they can and do improve their products, like. But fast. Yeah. I'm telling you every Friday, and it's not always monu- monumental, but every Friday I get an email that says, hey, here's new stuff you, that you can now do with your Echo. Like here's new skills. Here's a thing you might not have tried. Here's something you don't actually care about where you can have a joke about a holiday. But the point is they're constantly doing stuff to it and they are making it better. And so much is happening in the software, I think, that I, I will not be surprised at all if we see very rapid improvement with this. They want this thing to work. Yeah. Because here's the thing. This is, it would be like, you know, you ever register, like you register to get married or you register for a baby and you go to Target and you get this gun to like walk around and shoot barcodes of stuff Mm -hmm. you'd like people to give you. You know what? It seems like registries are a selfish idea, but they're actually not because people want to buy you things. You might as well get things that you like that they know that you'll want. That's a life hack. So they give you this thing to go around the store, go dink, 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 I want a dinette set, dink, I want a chandelier, you know, dink, I want baby driver on DVD. Okay, so it would not be smart for Target to shirk on the quality of the shooty gun for registry things. Yeah. Because the more things you hit with the shooty gun for registry things, the more things people are likely to buy. Ditto here. Their scanner works really, really well and at a distance. There's no benefit to them going, ooh, ha, ha, ha rub their hands together like Scrooge McDuck. I just got all these hundreds of dollars off of you for this thing that doesn't work. They want this thing to work. They want you to use it. They want you to be heavily engaged with it. And they want to get, I'm not saying this is great, 
but it could be kind of good eventually. They want you to get where you just into the air say, hey, Dingus, reorder paper towels. Yeah. Which I did, which I do. And like then it does it. And then like you're done, donezo. And so they have a great motivation and incentive to keep improving these things, to have it do more and more things. And like they have a strong market incentive to appleize this thing to where you're being delighted by using it. So unlike certain companies who can be a little bit slower in this regard these days, I really, I, I have great confidence that they will make this as good as they can. I, agree. I don't think it's a naked cash grab for the hardware. I think, yeah, it, they want to make money off it, but like it's a conduit into their wanting to take over commerce. Right. Right. I don't know if it's if it's as so much about the collection of data as it is about making making it easier for us to buy stuff. I bet it's both, yeah. you know. But, you know, it's <clears throat> as this devil's bargain goes, like I don't I don't want to get into it. It's so political. But, you know, <laughs> well it is, like yeah. cuz like there there's a lot of there there no Uber, but like there's lots of stuff they do that is not great. But um, yeah. Dan, would you um tell me, if you please, see the play about one more thing that you like? Squarespace. Oh, Squarespace, Squarespace. Squarespace. They are doing. Squarespace. They're doing some really cool stuff. They keep at. They're always doing. So they're, they're like the Amazon. No, they, they're always. <laughs> no, they improve the thing that you make with your hand clicking. They make it good. They do. They make it look good, and they make it easy to do. And that's the whole thing. Is you know, you, there, there's very little out there in the world today where you can jump in and get started and have something done as quickly as you can with Squarespace. And we time, didn't we time this once where you went in and start and made a from not from not on my browser right to having a new website with the domain of my choice right. I want to say 14 minutes, but it might have been faster. I think it was faster, but I mean... You were way faster. You were like eight or 10 minutes. But still, think about that. You're registering a domain name. You're that's creating a, a site. Dan, you're Dan, that, that's a week to six months of work into that. <laughs> it really is. Just the domain. Now, please send in your payment to Network Solutions if you'd like to have this domain name. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's all instant. And this is the thing about it. They have these beautiful templates that, that won awards. They're made by really, really great designers. And then you get in there and you customize it, you tweak it, you make it work and look exactly the way that you want. And it's all drag and drop. It's all sliding little sliders. There's no coding. It lets you focus on the thing that you want to focus on, the thing that you're good at. And let them and their, all of their resources and all of their expertise and experience, years of which are collected and put into this platform that they've built. So you don't have to, you don't have to sweat it. You don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. You don't have to worry about uptime. You don't have to worry about security. You don't have to worry about design. All you have to worry about is the content that's going to help get your visitors to the thing that you want them to see, whether that's stuff you're writing, pictures you're taking, music you're posting, uh, an app you're developing. It really doesn't matter. You can do it all with Squarespace. You can sign up for a free trial by going to squarespace.com and... We have an offer code, which is It's mm -hmm. Your Show, one word, It's Your Show, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase, and this will show your support for Back to Work. So the next time that you think, I need a website, where should I go? Or the next time you hear someone say that in a crowd, run over to mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. grab yep. them by the shoulders and say, squarespace.com, it's your show to get 10% off your first purchase. It's your show. And you know what, Dan? You know what? Can I tell you something? Go ahead. It's that time. It's that time to say it again. The, our monthly refrain, okay. listen, listen, 
I know you listen to this show. You're listening to it right now, unless you're having someone do it for you and make a hand signal or a semaphore. You're listening to the show now. You know you, you, you know about the Squarespace. You've heard about the Squarespace. You, maybe you have a shirt, but you know about Squarespace. Here's what I'm here to tell you. There are people who may have even heard the name Squarespace, but don't know what it's for. Right. You know what it's for. You can help them. Next time it comes up and somebody's thinking about putting their freaking restaurant on Facebook, ugh, like have some class, have some dignity, have some Squarespace. And that's what we're counting on you guys to do, <laughs> is to get out there. They're just got to run with that. I, I think they space. should. Have some Squarespace. Yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a copyright thing. TM, TM, TM. Yeah. So that's what I want to say to y'all. It's like when you, when you encounter people as you're going about your business or your business, you will encounter people who, who, who don't know where to put their web things. And you tell them, you put it on, you put it on Squarespace and help them. That's it. Get out of that business. Get out of that business. That's nasty jazz. Stop being such a jerk and tell them about Squarespace. Quit being a jerk. Hand them a Squarespace. They can run with that. And what's the uh, what's the uh, the uniform resource indicator? Squarespace.com and use the code It's Your Show for ten percent off your first purchase. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Speaking of which, it's out, Dan. What the. Our long national nightmare is over. It is out as of yesterday. Oh, Minecraft yes. Minecraft yes. Adventure Time mashup pack. Yes. Have you tried it? <sighs> You're not going to believe this. My daughter looks for this. She goes to the website. She like She's obsessed with this. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. She's out of, she was at a sleepover last night and she's not home yet. Oh my so gosh. she hasn't, I haven't, of course I haven't told her because that would be a living hell mm. to be in Marin County and not able to play Minecraft. <laughs> so she's going to come home. I already bought it for her. It's already on her little iPad and she's going to be so happy. We'll no never doubt. see her again. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I know. Isn't that exciting? Now, now have you played with it yet? You no. played it already on the uh, console, right? No, no, no. It, uh, I don't, we don't have it on the console. It's on my son's windows PC. And, uh, we haven't put it on there yet. I, I'm, someone told me that it was out. Yep. And our so, listeners, listeners, thank you. Thank you to our listeners for, for, uh, letting us know about that. And it says now on console coming soon to uh, pocket. And then it says update. update. It, it's out July 6th on pocket and windows 10. I, I don't admittedly, I, I'm not totally sure where you're supposed to go to buy it for, uh, for windows 10. Like how do you get it on that i've bought a lot of coins inside the ios version yeah <laughs> coins i've ever bought in my life yeah so i'm not i'm not sure where to go to to get that your website is a little bit confusing a little or a whole lot confused because like it's it's one of those like the kinds of sites we used to make in the dot-com era where it was like strategies solutions enterprise and you're like ah i feel like if i click on any of these i'm gonna go straight to hell yeah. like i don't know what any of this means you're like star download expansion pack like whatever i don't have it in front of me here we go minecraft official site realms add-ons marketplace yeah download realms store ah! what also came out uh mm -hmm. is the new spider-man movie ticks purchased did you go no i gave my son a choice we have a, a thing where usually we'll go over the weekend uh, to whatever the new movie is that's come out. But there were two movies that he's very, very interested in, Spider-Man and War for the Planet of the Apes. He is obsessed, oh, yeah. obsessed with the Planet of the Apes movies. 
including the old ones. He's seen all of the old ones. He's seen them. We talked about this on the program. Yeah, many times. Continues to watch them and loves the new ones. And uh, and so I gave him the choice. I said, well, you know, we got two coming out. Spider-Man, which we should, is probably what we should pick, and the War for the Planet of the Apes. He's like, well, there's not really a choice there. I'm like, all right, I'll get the tickets for Spider-Man. He's like, what? <laughs> not so fast, Johnny. He's, he's like, no, <laughs> war. We're going to see the War for the Planet of the Apes. What are you talking about Spider-Man? I'm like- This is ape law. I'm like, are you, <laughs> I'm like, are, are you sure? And he's like- Are you high? <laughs> and, and, he's, and he's like, uh, ape, no kill ape. I'm uh-huh. like, all right, you know, so that's what we're going to see maniacs. this weekend. <laughs> you maniacs. You finally did it. You finally did it. Right. finally eyes. did it. You finally didn't buy tickets to Spider-Man. We're going on, on the, can't say for privacy, but we're going this weekend. We're going. Yeah. Me and me and my, uh, my, uh, my kitty girl. Well, I, I can't wait to, to see it. I might have to. I'm on partial media blackout for it. I mean, I know enough to know, but I'm not, I mean, I know enough to like, see it's getting 90 something on the tomatoes, which is good, but I, I feel good about this. I think we've talked about this quite a lot in our comics talk, in some movies talk, Peter Parker should be a down-on-his-luck teenager. Yeah. And in this case, I guess he's kind of a pseudo-Avenger, but like the best Peter is a teenage Peter who has no money. That's Peter. That's his character, and he should always feel guilty. Not No, he shouldn't always feel guilty, but that makes his character, has always made his character interesting. Oh, and R.I.P. Uh, to poor Stan Lee, whose wife oh, of 70 years just yeah, died. Isn't yeah, that sad? I heard about that. Very sad. Can you imagine being... <laughs> Sorry. Can you imagine being married to, to Stan Lee for 70 years? <laughs> Domino's pizza, this way comes. Well, she must have, she must monster, have enjoyed what it. What monster, I mean, this guy who cocked our tub? She stayed up, with Stan. him all that time. I mean, she <laughs> could have divorced up, him and gotten half, you know, and she didn't. Half of Lee's better than none. <laughs> What's happening to Sleep Train? Is Sleep Train going away? When is this happening? <laughs> All right, let's bun this up. All right. Love you. Love you too, Mama Man. 